Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, and I thank you so much for being with us here on the program. You know that we come your way every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m., and Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m., so that uh, you'll have nine opportunities to listen to nine different conversations, and uh, you will, um, I think, be uh, entertained, I hope, educated, informed, um, inspired, enlightened maybe we'll find out about today's program as well we stream live at those times by the way at richarddugan.com uh, we're also uh podcasting these programs on soundcloud itunes TuneIn radio spotify stitcher player fm blueberry iHeartRadio, amazon music and many other locations as well as youtube where you can watch these conversations unfold we hope that you'll subscribe as well as uh, click notifications so that when a new conversation is posted, uh, you'll be notified and you'll be able to tune into that conversation. We also ask that if you can support the work that we are doing financially, we would be ever so grateful. We have a PayPal account. It's there for your security as well as ours. And um, we hope that you will input Richard at RichardDugan.com when they ask for the email address uh, for whom you're going to send the support to. We Again, thank you, thank you, thank you to those who have helped and to those who uh, will help uh, down the road. And we'll take energetic support as well. We also encourage you to uh, spend some time during this, the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, uh, to go within to that quiet, peaceful, calm, still place and listen to that uh, still small voice and um, suggestion made by one of my guests as we've been processing this whole area of meditation and so forth and uh, telling the mind to shut the heck up, uh, the monkey needs to go away, so to speak, all the way to, hey, if you'll be quiet, you can come with me while I go into this quiet, peaceful place. And you can listen, too, because the monkey mind, if you will, is nothing more than a child. As, as intellectual an adult as we might think we are, it's still a child's mind of sorts. So how do you think you would feel as a child if you were left out? So include the mind. But one rule you have to be quiet because I have to listen to my friend. And that is my still small voice. That's the name of my still small voice. Well, we don't have a, a still or small voice with us here on the program today. We have a loud voice. Uh, I'm not sure how loud. I'm not, I don't want to go overboard here. Marie Diamond, she's the author of Feng Shui, Your Life. That's right. It's a beginner's guide to using your home, uh, to uh, using your home to attract the life of your dreams. Marie, thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Oh, Richard, it's an honor to be here. I'm excited about talking about this because this, I know Feng Shui is a very real, material, physical kind of thing where you position things. As a matter of fact, I was looking through some of the diagrams in the book, uh, an office, for example, and all of the stuff was shoved to one end of the office. The desk was facing the wall and the small bookcase was against the same wall where the computer is and the screen and all. And the back is to the door. And then I guess there's this small little end table over in the other opposite corner, uh, maybe with a lamp on it. That <laughs> isn't the way you want to do it, because what you've done is you've turned your back. I, I consider the door a metaphor for opportunity and you've sort of turned your yeah. back on it. So that's kind of where we're going to start, but we're going to go further than that, I think, to Feng Shui 
so to so so to speak your interior life not necessarily the quiet peaceful calm still place that's already perfect in the way that it is there's no improvement we can make there because when we go in there it's already set up for us but it's those other compartments of our uh, uh, uh mental and emotional uh aspects uh, that might could use a little uh a little feng shui you think uh totally <laughs> so how did you uh, become uh, interested in uh, uh, this whole concept. And by the way, is this uh, Chinese or Japanese feng shui? It's Chinese. It's a Chinese energy system. And that really means wind and water. So it's all about the flow of energy. And so you can kind of compare it with acupuncture, where an acupuncturist will look at if there's enough flow in the body, looking at the meridians, making sure that the chi is flowing very well. And so in a way, feng shui is the acupuncture of the environment. So the body around your physical body and seeing that by placing certain things, using certain colors, positioning your desk, you actually can create more flow for your success, for money, for relationships, for your, your spiritual life, and also for your health. And so this is around for more than 3000 years. It's only since the 1980s that this information came to the West. And so myself, I actually encountered it um, literally when I was 15 years old. And I was first going through some really difficult challenges. I had a near-death experience after being run over by a truck. And so when I came back from the other side, um, I really was not in a good place. I mean, I was physically um, very tough in to heal. I had a lot of depressions and, you know, I was really starting all over again. And so then I connect with a spiritual mentor I already had for a couple of years. And I asked this mentor, you know, what did I do wrong? Right. What did I do? Because I was already very connected with prayer and following my intuition. And he was like, well, you have bad feng shui. And I was like, what does that mean? I mean, you have to know I'm at this moment living in Belgium. I'm born in Bruges in a beautiful city, um, Catholic family. Um, nobody talked about feng shui at that point. And so I started researching. And of course, there was no book available in any library. This is way before internet, right? And there was not even a book about feng shui in my language available. So I started really getting some basic points that he had given me by changing, uh, you know, from the north side of the house to the west side, what was better for me. I changed colors around me. I started thinking like, you know, everything around me is like a three-dimensional vision board. So if this is aligned with who I am, and my old bedroom was like all the images of my sister, because I kind of took over her bedroom. So I kind of changed the images towards what I desired in life. And so as I did that, like I wanted love, I wanted friends because I was very much bullied at school. And so suddenly all these things start changing because of course I was actually setting up my, my vision nonstop to see other things than what I was seeing before. And this is like the basic steps I learned about feng shui. It uh, took me another 15 years to really start studying in Malaysia with the grandmaster of feng shui after becoming an international criminal lawyer, I started studying uh, feng shui and uh, really being trained as a classical feng shui practitioner. And also I became then, you know, by all the students, I have more than a million online students online. 
and all the work I did, I become uh, respected as a feng shui master. You were also part of uh, uh, a movie that uh, I have seen uh, called The Secret. You were uh, featured yes. in there as a presenter, if you will. Yes, I'm one of the what they call master teachers of uh, in The Secret. So I'm the only European actually in uh, this ah. movie and in the book, of course, uh, also. And uh, yes, that it, I was the only one really talking about feng shui and how your environment is affecting what you're attracting. Because one of the things I received from my grandmaster was this knowledge that there's three aspects to the law of attraction. The first aspect is really when you're born, you know, you're already born with some gifts, some talents, perhaps some challenges. You're born in a certain culture, certain family. So it's like, I would say a basic law of attraction package. And you're born also with a purpose in life, right? You're not always aware of it, but it's part of who you are. And then the second part is what we call the, um, the human luck. After the spiritual luck, that's the first part. The human luck is like, what do we do with that original package, right? How? What is our mindset? What is our behavior? How do we feel? What actions do we take? It's like we got potential, but do we expand that human potential really and use all who we are? Uh, to manifest that. But then there's the last part of that law of attraction. That's your environment. And literally, you know, we say location is everything. Like where are you born? Where are you living? Where are you standing? To to meet somebody at the right time, right place. Um, but it's actually, feng shui is really connecting with the quantum field of your environment to make sure that you're supported. So that earth luck supports you so that your mindset, your feelings, your well-being, your actions, and ultimately your soul purpose will really manifest faster and easier with less effort. Mm -hmm. And so that's the missing link that uh, people in the law of attraction are sometimes not aware of. I, I spoke about it in the movie, but we didn't mention the word feng shui. Right. Well, now, I'm glad that you're with us uh, as uh, one of the presenters uh, in the movie, The Secret, which I have the DVD at home. Oh. And it's been a while since I've watched it, but uh, I remember interviewing someone shortly after it came out and, and they thought it was a really cool idea, but they said they left something out. Now, they didn't do it on purpose, okay? And you've sort of alluded to it already. Uh, they didn't leave it out on purpose, this person said, uh, but uh, they did leave it out. Um, and that is that just because you want it in your life, you want to attract this, that, or the other thing doesn't necessarily mean it's in your best interest in terms of, let's say, your life's purpose. Now, were they were they correct in that aspect that it's not, uh, it's it, we're not talking about the law of attraction as some kind of a wishing well here? Correct. It, it is not. And first of all, they did not leave it out on purpose. This was just um, really meant for people to start focusing on the law of attraction, right? So, you know, Rhonda Byrne herself was only a year into that concept when she was looking for master teachers to share about it. And her focus was to, to bring it to the people starting the journey. And she felt it was up to the teachers to continue the journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that people would then connect with the teachers that had more information. I mean, it was just a movie, you know, a documentary. Yeah. And she had no idea even how wild it would become, right? It was the start of a whole industry almost. Um, but so you have to understand that, you know, it's of course, it's not just 
I'm thinking about it and it's going to happen, right? So like I said, there are three aspects to it. And the first aspect, your spiritual luck, some people would call it your destiny or your karma. So if it's not in your highest interest, you know, your highest, literally your higher self, mm-hmm. yeah. If that is not aligned with your higher self, it will not manifest, yeah? Because ultimately there's a, a focus towards manifesting your soul purpose here in this world. And if that's not part of your soul purpose, I mean, I can visualize certain things in my life that I know is like, it's just not in my, what my purpose is in this world. So it will not happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can think about something and um, and and thinking, well, why is that that not happening it's because there's also another part that a lot of people are missing out on is the feeling about it you know the emotion we put towards it if we have the emotion of gratitude and joy and um behind what we're feeling um then actually it will manifest easier but the missing link what i talked about is the environment and even the people that were in the secret really were stuck at a certain moment so when Rona Burns at moment told me, like, Marie, the secret is not working for me. And, you know, the secret is not moving forward. We're not spreading the word. So I went to her apartment and set up her feng shui for her apartment. And I asked her, what do you desire? She said, I really would love to be on the Oprah TV show. And I said, well, if first of all, if that's in your highest interest, that will happen. But let me also, you know, activate it in your environment by putting uh, literally an image of Oprah in your, what we call your personal success direction, because based on your birthday, there are certain directions that really work very well for you. And then of course, as I was already uh, working with more than half of the people in the secret as my clients, I told them what to do. And so, and even the publisher and the PR agent, they were all my clients. That's one of the reasons people call me the secret behind the secret, because I was the one that was supporting everybody to really manifest things. And so it was not just one person's desire, right? It was the desire of a collective group. Yeah. But I also feel it was not just the collective group that decided it was in the highest interest, not of their sole purpose, but of the sole purpose of many people to connect with the law of attraction. Mm. This is interesting. And we're talking with Marie Diamond. She is the author of the uh, release, just released 2023 uh, Feng Shui, Your Life. And it's uh, a beginner's guide uh, to using your home to attract the life of your dreams. I had somebody suggest to me, uh, I should back up. One of my dreams that I would like to attract, and it may be just what you said, it is not in my highest interest to have uh, an, a, 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 a full to bursting and overflowing bank account. It may not be in my highest interest. I mean, I, I would be happy with 75 to 100,000 in the bank and, and so forth. Um, I'd be happy, you know, with that because I could still do the things I want to do without having to even think about it. And we're not talking about buying, you know, cars and yachts and boats and no, 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 no. It's just talking about doing just the basic stuff, you know, and helping other people like uh, not having to even think about uh, taking the wife to dinner or going on a vacation together. Uh, She wants me to, she wants to show me the redwoods. I haven't been far enough North yet in California to see the redwoods, but I would love to, we've been to Yosemite. All right. That's uh 
uh, Nevada City, Yuba City. We've been about that far north. Uh, I have been uh, when I was 21 uh, to Idaho, to Boise, which is a beautiful place in and of itself. But that was, you know, a good 40 years ago. Uh, but it's one of those things that I have struggled with all my life. I, I've even talked about this on the program where I have this toolbox and it grows every day. I put new tools in it every day and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, and I'm, and, and I say this with all due modesty and hum humility that I'm very good at what I do, uh, you know, and, um, I want to continue doing that until I hope I'm 103, you know, another 40 years down the road. Um, you know, I, I personally would like to uh, pass away either a in my sleep, but living a vibrant, healthy life right up to that point. You know, and I go to bed one night and I lie down. Ah, it's been a good day. Close my eyes. I go to sleep and I leave. And that would be nice. Um, but uh, it's it's like I've struggled with that whole aspect of why am I not doing better? Yeah. And um, one person said to me that be, it was because of my uh, at that time, my perspective that uh, there was this story that I would tell on the program, this program about uh, uh, two guys that would go to breakfast, lunch and dinner. And one guy, Bob, we'll call him. And Frank's the other fella. Uh, they would go to breakfast, lunch and dinner, have great conversation. And Bob would pick up the tab every time and have exactly the amount that he needed. So Frank finally says, what? I, I don't understand. How is it that you always seem to have, you know, the the the, the right amount um, to to to. Uh, you know, you have the right amount every single time. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a little perplexed by that. So he tells him this story. He was, I, I was cleaning out my garage and uh, I came across this box. Inside this box was this uh, dusty old lamp. Uh, it was an oil lamp, and and he started uh, cleaning it off. And poof, out comes a genie. Says, "I gotta give you one wish, and you can't wish for more wishes." So what would you like? And he says, "Well, can I get back to you on that?" He says, "Sure, I'll be here." Comes back a few days later. Says, "I wish to have what I need when I need it." And so forth. And that's how he was able to have that. And I thought, well, what's wrong with that? You know, because now you're tapping into the uh, um, universal bank account. You know, right. yeah. uh, you don't have to worry about whether you have enough or you don't have enough. Well, this guest of mine, when I shared this and after the program was over, she says, this is the reason why you don't have a huge amount. And she says, because you need to change your mindset because you're right now in that mindset of. I just want to have what I need when I need it. So why, why would I need a big bank account? Yeah. And I thought about that. And there was a certain truth to what she was saying. And so I decided I was going to change my mantra. And I share this with you. I changed my mantra. My mantra comes from a position of, I am happy with what I have now. And I want more. I want more. I'm not coming from a position of lack. It's not because I don't have enough. It's because I want to, I want more so I can do more as I've described. That's Talk true. to me about how Feng Shui can help us as individuals to, uh, to accomplish that, to, to make that happen in our lives. Well, you know, you already have the mindset, so that's amazing, but you also have to think your home has a mindset of its own. And so there can be things around you that are really telling a different story. Now you have that mindset and each time you think about it, you, you will have that spoken out and you'll see it and you feel it. But it's possible that, you know, your home 24 hours a day is telling a different story and you're not even aware of it. Like, for example, you were talking about your office. 
when people are literally sitting with their desk uh, away from the door, so they don't see their the door. The door is literally the entrance way of opportunities, both financially and people mm-hmm. coming into your life that can help you to grow who you are as a human being, but also to grow your business. So always set yourself up that you see the door. Like I'm talking to you, even if we're online, I can see if somebody comes in mm-hmm. because there's an, a money opportunity that can come in. So never sit with your back against the wall because you're literally hitting a financial wall. Uh-huh. You will never get more. Because think about a queen, a king, the president of the United States. They make sure they see the door and they see people sitting on the other side. They would never put their desk, their positioning against the wall, even against the window. Because the window, again, I would say people don't bring money through the windows. Yeah, They bring it through the door. So that's the first step. You always position yourself in what we call a power position because you will see you will actually change something in your brainwaves. So what we have seen through encephalograms is that when people are seeing the door, their brainwave within three, four seconds starts going and climbing more and more into alpha brainwaves. When we're in alpha brainwaves, we're more focused to the future, we're optimistic, we're creative. So if we're sitting with the back to the door, we'll see, and then within a few seconds, the beta brains will go more and more into beta brainwaves where we're focusing more on lack, on worries, on fear, and on the past. So literally, we're changing our mind, literally by changing our position. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. Second step, I always say, look, based on your birthday, there is a certain portals to the universe that are really very strong for you because we work with the compass, the wind directions. So people can actually go and, of course, go get the book Feng Shui Your Life. But in the book, I also ask you to download my free Mary Diamond app. So you put in Mary Diamond in the app stores. And you get an app. And in that app, you will need to put in your birthday and your birth gender. It's connected with your original DNA. Mm -hmm. And so it creates like an energetic profile and gives you a number. And that number indicates four directions. Now, there is a direction that for you is what we call your success direction. Yeah. Now, in the book, Feng Shui Your Life, there's also a a table. So you can look it up there and then take a normal compass. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's. There's different possibilities, right? But the easiest is to work with the app because, you know, it's for free and it stays for free. So, um, and you actually hold the compass and I literally, if I go to the compass, I'm just uh, opening it up right now. You will get something called the diamond compass. You click on that and you will see that there will be a success direction. So my success direction, if I hold the compass flat on my hand in the center of the space, I literally see where is that success direction. So in my success direction, I put my books, I put my awards, I put in my bank statements, I put on my contracts, because it is the energy where the chi from money and success is the strongest. So I put there also my vision board. So, so many years ago in 2001, I put my vision board there and I put on my vision board a little yellow post-it note I'm going to be in a movie seen by millions of people that will transform the world. They were the exact words. I put a fake Oscar statue in that direction with an Amory diamond on it. And then five years later, I'm in the secret that have reached millions of people and transformed their lives. Within a few months, I also attracted Oscar winning clients. 
and mm-hmm. I have more than 20 Oscar winning clients now. So it's like I, I set myself like something to remind myself I want to have an Oscar winning life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means I'm also getting paid as an Oscar winner. Right. Yeah. I'm getting paid in that level. So it could be books on wealth, on wealth management, on leadership, biographies of wealthy people, even wealthy people that are so. Uh, donating to people and 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 helping people. So it doesn't have to be the greedy, you know, billionaires. It can be like think about an Oprah Winfrey that gives away a lot, and like you know, there are some others that are very generous with their wealth. So you can look at that, and you put some things there that resonate with you in your success direction, Richard. You need to put definitely the you know the image, the logo of your show, right? Mm-hmm. And because that's what you want to focus on, right? Mm-hmm. So if on top of it, and you will see there's also a relationship direction. So I put in my relationship direction a globe because I'm global. I'm sure you're also global, Richard. People through your podcast and YouTube channel come to you from all over the world. So activate and say, I'm connecting with humanity. And then you can put other symbols that for you resonate with relationships, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I have my team there. I have some pictures of me and, you know, from some of my very important clients. So I have a picture, you know, of my children. You're right, this is all important to me. So that is actually, you activate it. It's like that acupuncture level. You activate the mindset of your home connected with your energy, personal energy, so that your mindset in you will also start getting that vibration. Even if you don't look at it, the moment you're in that space, working, living, sleeping, you get that vibration through the quantum frequencies that are happening all around you. Mm. Uh, what is the name of the app? It's Marie Diamond. It's okay. that. Yeah. And and one of the things, and by the way, I downloaded it and I ran through the various prompts and uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I'm a cancer. Uh, uh, I like the long walks on the beach. And I'm a personal energy number four. What yes. does that mean? Okay. So you're number four. So you are what we call the manager. So a manager means somebody that when they have an idea, they can make it. They have the strategy to make it happen. That's the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. So they also very much, they love connecting with water, right? So water is a strong aspect. But your second direction is the east, and east is all about nature, yeah? So the fact that you live in Santa Barbara, you live close to the water, Mm -hmm. right? So that's very strong, Uh, but also being in nature. And you are also the manager, but the second aspect of you is the healer, yeah? So you actually love sharing Future, because the North stands for the future, you actually want to change the future of many people's lives and help to heal them. That's kind of in a nutshell who you are. But what does that mean that your North direction, yeah? And so think about, you're saying like, oh, I haven't gone up North enough, right? That was kind of what you were sharing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's at the North of your office. So if you look in the center of your space where you're sitting right now, in the north, you need to activate that. That means you need to first declutter it. You cannot have anything that is telling something different than what you really desire. So, for example, if you put a garbage can there. I mean, you know, energetically, that's not strong. You put dried flowers there. But, for example, you put uh, books there on something like 
that you're not interested in. Yeah, it will not align. So it's all about aligning your mindset with creating a mindset around you that's aligned with what you desire. So it's possible that your home is just telling a slightly different story than what you really want. And I always say, who will win? Well, it will be your home that will win because it's there constantly telling the same story. Yeah, 24 hours a day. Even if you sometimes think, oh, I do an affirmation, I do that tool, I do that tool. So you have to understand like some of the biggest people in the self-help industry are my clients because they literally called me saying, I am stuck. I don't get to the next level financially. I don't get to the next level in my marketing. And then I come into their space and I redesign it. And I think about the late Bob Proctor, Dr. John Gray, Marion Williamson, Jack Canfield. Um, so a lot of these people really feel that they're stuck somehow. And it's because, you know, their mind is amazing, but the environment is telling a different story. Hmm. Well, I, I have to tell you that, uh, uh, you know, I'm following all of these wonderful prompts. I've gone to the Google Maps to calibrate the old uh, the old uh, compass. Uh, 95. Oh, hang on a second. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. now. OK, it's because as, as I turn this crazy thing, uh, the wheel turns. It feels like uh, I'm on it's the a wheel compass. It's the compass. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm on the wheel of fortune here, no matter speaking. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So what I have here is this app and. Honestly, I would show folks uh, on my screen um, what it is. However, the problem is that my camera tends to blur out anything that is not where it is. So I don't know if, uh, yeah, you can't see that because it's, it's, it's. No, not, but it, it, it looks like this. Like, there you go. Thank you. So I'm number five, but you're number four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you click on that, you will get information, you get videos, you can look into it. Then, and then it's important you get your diamond compass. Yeah. Mm. So for you, it's for for you. The success will point towards the north, yeah. yeah. So it will point towards the north. Well, and the relationship will point towards the east, because it's different for me than for you, because we have a different birthday. Right. Yeah? Well, to me, this is fascinating, and I, th I it's it's just incredible technology and what it is allowing us to do, uh, in terms of uh, you know, not just getting from point A to point B. Now, I don't have a problem. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, we didn't have GPS. I don't have a problem pulling out the old paper map and unfolding it and, and so forth. I actually kind of enjoyed that because it really, there was something about that that really made it a journey, really made it an adventure. Uh, matter of fact, when we first, <laughs> when we uh, first uh, started driving up the 101 towards Santa Maria and, and parts north, uh, and this was early on, um, uh, you know, in our, our living here. And we had GPS, but it even said that it was accurate within uh, maybe 50 to 100 feet. And we're sitting on the 101 traveling north. And it kept telling us that uh, we needed to make this uh, 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 adjustment and that adjustment to our, our journey because it said we weren't on the 101. I'm going, uh, you know what? You can just shut up because uh, we know where we are and where we're going, you know. <laughs> Um, and, and that was the other fun part about it too, was of course we had the voice and we would, we would communicate or, or I shouldn't say communicate. We would, um, play with the voice, you know, yeah. it says, oh, you don't know where the heck you are. You know, yeah, I always, I always give her a name. Yeah. So her, I give her a different name yeah. and then I can, I can discuss with her. Right? There you go. There you go. It's like, uh, 
Sally, uh, uh, where are you? Where does the GPS say you are? Uh, there are times when I, I might, uh, I might even say something and the, somehow I managed to throw a curse word in there and she'll say, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, anyway. Fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, um, when we're talking about Feng Shui and in the context of the book that you've written, Feng Shui, Your Life, uh, and we are folks talking with uh, Marie Diamond. MarieDiamond.com is the website, by the way, that uh, Marie, we're going to be linked to that website so folks can uh, get more information about you and uh, as well as uh, get that beginner's guide to using your home to attract the life of your dreams. Uh, and I wanted to mention this real quick. Someone had suggested to me just the other day, and this goes back to the conversation about uh, um, about abundance, about uh, money, uh, about prosperity and so forth. They said, here's what you want to do. Get yourself a $5 bill. So we don't use $1 bills because, you know, people don't consider them as having a lot of value. But five is one, fine. $10 and above, yeah, you're then maybe a little concerned you might lose it. So use a $5 bill, <laughs> put it in a Ziploc, and then put it under the carpet as close to the front door of your home as you can. And I said, well, what, what is that going to do? She says, what, by putting it there, and I don't know if this has anything to do with Feng Shui or not, by putting it there, you are basically telling the universe that, that uh, um, more money will be coming in to the house. Yeah. Whereas if you well, put it on the it's outside. It's not a typical it. Feng Shui thing, but the Feng Shui um, aspect of it is that you're like, you always have some money tucked away. Now, the Chinese did it differently. They took actually three gold-looking coins, mm -hmm. yeah, put them together with a red ribbon, and then they put it under the carpet, yeah, when you walk in. So it's much more like a belief system than, uh, but it's not really a feng shui okay. trick. Something. All right. Um, but I always say to people, like, sometimes people have vision boards, and they put, like, I remember there was this client, and he put a $1 bill on his vision board. And I said, that means you only want to be tipped. Yeah. So you don't want to be, that's even the $5. I would say, why would you be afraid to lose $10? I mean, where is that fear from that you're going to lose money? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you're not going to lose money. There will be more and more coming towards you. So, you know, there's still like this um, a, a subconscious program that perhaps comes from your ancestors sometimes, right? Don't have too much money in the house because you can lose it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's some things that that sometimes we we say or or feel that have nothing to do with uh, feng shui, but is connected with our mindset. Like uh, for many years, my mother said to me, "You cannot have it all, sweetheart. A beautiful husband and a lot of money." Now I have to be honest. I have a very beautiful husband, and I'm very happy with him for 34 years. And I was like, so at some moment, I'm like, "Oh my God, what is she saying? What did I ex accept as a truth?" That I could not have. And in the beginning, I was really struggling because somehow I was still believing I have a beautiful husband inside and out. So I cannot have a lot of money. And certain moments said, no, I can have and that beautiful husband and a lot of money. You know, so, when when my wife talks about the things that she wants to do, the places she wants to go. Uh, and of course, I'm very cognizant of our resources. But I don't tell her, no, darling, we can't afford that. I don't say that to her. 
And I really work hard not to say it to myself. I really try to just stay quiet and listen to her vision, listen to her dream, and then respond with, yeah, that would be fun. And, and, and do my utmost to really mean that, like if she wants to go to the Redwoods. I mean, I remember the drive we took up to Yosemite and then to Nevada City uh, and so forth. Uh, and it was fab. It was it was the most stress free vacation uh, that a person could have driving and in California, of all places. We got on, for example, we got on uh, Highway 99 heading north. Right. And we were using the GPS and uh, and that was fine. I mean, the 99, that was, that, was, that was fine. We were on target as far as that was concerned. And then the traffic started backing up. And my first thought was, let's let's get off the freeway. Let's recalibrate removing freeways and highways from the GPS, you know, with the filter. Yeah. And we took back roads. They were all paved, mind you. Side roads, uh, you know, all of that kind of thing. Uh, and, and beautiful. Might have, might have taken... Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, beautiful, probably. Much more beautiful than if you would have stayed on the freeway. Well, right? and it might have taken longer, but yeah. it didn't matter to us. It did not matter. We had such a wonderful time. Uh, even, as a matter of fact, I, for the very first time in my life, uh, kind of says shows how I, I don't get out much, <laughs> I drove in the snow. We had to drive into Yosemite. Uh, where uh, they had snow on the ground, where we were staying at a place called uh, Cedar Lodge outside of uh, Yosemite Park. Uh, no, there was no snow on the ground. But as we went into Yosemite, there was snow on the ground. And of course, uh, it wasn't that deep. They'd had, they had the plows that had uh, cleared the, the roads. So we didn't need chains. And uh, she drove us in in the afternoon or late afternoon evening because we were going to this special dinner on New Year, Christmas Eve. Well, when we were done, uh, we went out to the car and she says, why don't you drive? And I said, well, okay. And I'm, you know, thinking, well, I've never driven in snow before, but you know, there's a first time for everything. Did fine. Did absolutely wonderful. But again, that vacation, uh, which unfortunately is the last one we took uh, for, uh, for quite a while. I, I stand corrected because uh, a couple of years later, we hooked up our travel trailer to our truck, the truck we don't have anymore, but the travel trailer we do, but we hooked the two together and we took a trip cross country to Phoenix to visit my family around Christmas. Another awesome. wonderful, stress-free uh, uh, journey because we didn't have any deadlines. That's to me the biggest thing with a lot of folks who don't enjoy the journey. Can I give you a advice? Yes, you know, please. When I was young, you know, I... I, I had nothing, you know, my parents never traveled. We just, we just had not enough uh, money for that level of uh, pass, uh, passing our time. So I would sit every Saturday visualizing all the places I would go to in my life. And then each time I had this visualization, I'm going to Paris. I would research on Paris. I would see it visualized as much as I can. And then I would always say, let's do it. When I'm ready, I'm going to be there. So I never you know, had his back thoughts. I was always like, when I'm ready, I'm going to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I went to so many places. I mean, I visited more than 47 countries since that. And so it's all because I gave myself permission, yeah, mm -hmm. to go. 
right? I did not know anyhow how I would ever afford this, right? At all, right? Yeah. So, but it was all by giving yourself permission and mm-hmm. saying, yes, let's do it. I'm going for it. Um, and, and feel that joy. Yeah, because a lot of time we're immediately thinking, oh, you know, but oh, my bank account and how can I afford this? And and you just don't look at it. Perhaps I was still naive because it was when I was young still, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I was not thinking about how it would, what it would cost me, right? But I think that's one of the things we are, we're, like you said, that monkey mind is, is, the, is the accountant and is like thinking, what can we do? What can we not do? But just so many times, uh, and even now that I said like, you know, I need to, um, I moved back to, to America uh, from Europe and I have two French bulldogs. And um, so French bulldogs literally cannot fly in normal um, uh, normal planes anymore over the, the Atlantic. They don't allow because of right. their feet and they have problems. So I had to like, okay, how do I get there? I didn't want to take a boat, it was too long. So the only way for me was to get on a private jet, you know, to get there. And I was like, okay, private jet, that costs a lot, right? And I just said, let's do it. I'm going to go and get there. I don't know yet, but um, we're going to do it, right? And I said, by end of October, we are there. We are in America. Of course, I had to first get my new visa and so on, right? Practical things. And then my husband's like, Marie, you know, how will you do it? I said, the universe knows the knows the answer. I don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. And then by coincidence, he sees he scrolls, you know, over the Instagram and he sees that there's a chartered flight for dogs, small dogs, that literally costs as much as a um a first class ticket. I'm like, a first class ticket, that's okay, I can pay that. The whole plane, I don't know about that, right? So, and that's the whole point, is like suddenly all these things open up. Right, because you give yourself permission, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, any other thoughts that are coming in, just say thank you for the thought, thank you, monkey. Right, thank you. But yeah, I'm sticking with what I'm focusing on. So start dreaming about going to the redwoods and see yourself going there, and give yourself permission to go. Mm. You don't know yet when, but when you're ready, when it's your higher self is ready for you to go there, you will be there. Well, following our honeymoon in 2002, and I never expected this. This was not anywhere near my bucket list. The next thing I know, we are spending two weeks in Ireland. Uh, I, I, I was I was blown away. Now, the, the, the upshot was that the first night we were there, we were staying in a hotel just not far from the airport, uh, Dublin Airport. And I was going through some serious, serious homesickness, uh, thinking, uh, we got it. We got to go home. Uh, we can't, we can't. And I just kind of allowed myself to work through it because we had no place to go from there. We hadn't planned this out. It was, it wasn't a spur of the moment trip, mind you, but it was not part of a tour group or anything of this nature. So we hadn't planned anything. However, we did have these uh, bread and be- bed and breakfast vouchers. So the next morning, calmed myself down, started making some phone calls. And the next thing I know, we're in the small little heritage town of Lismore, Ireland. And uh, we are staying with a couple, the, the Powers, John and June Powers. 
Um, we were there in in Ireland that particular time for two weeks, and we stayed pretty much those two weeks uh, in, in Lismore, but traveled uh, to the southwestern corner of Ireland to a, uh, a, some of the we went to some of the uh, stone circles and so forth and got became good friends with this family, with this couple. And uh, matter of fact, there was a, a, a time when they invited us to go with them to dinner. Now, again, this is a bed and breakfast. And then, then this is what they this is how they this is their living. And yet they're inviting us to go with them to dinner. That's the connection that we made with them. So we're in the car and my wife loves uh, to get these gloves with no fingers on them to keep her hands warm. But, you know, she, you know, they have the, the, the fingertips are trimmed off. And June was admiring them. And the next thing I know, my wife is giving them to June. And I'm sitting up in the front seat with John and we're looking at each other like, wow, that, that you know, that was that was a very special. I was almost in tears because of what my wife had done. It was it was such a beautiful moment. So we wow. we ended up in Ireland for two weeks. We went back uh, a year later in uh, 2004 on her birthday for another two weeks. Felt like we picked up right where we left off. It was like, wow, we've been in Ireland for a month. This is great, you know. But it wasn't it wasn't something that we really thought about. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't you know something that we we dwelled upon it. It was more we just started doing stuff and things just came together. Oh, okay. Well. You see, it can happen. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. Can move forward with it. Exactly. We're talking with uh, Marie uh, Diamond, and she her book is Feng Shui: Your Life. Uh, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, uh, we are excited to talk to her about. Um, yeah, okay, we could talk to her about rearranging your furniture. And I know that uh, throughout your book, uh, there are, there's descriptions of how you should uh, arrange. Uh, the furniture, if you will, in your home. And uh, yet at the same time, I mentioned at the front end of the program about uh, maybe doing a little uh, self-internal feng shui. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so for me, I always bring feng shui and meditation together. So you will also see on the app, there's a lot of meditations there because for me, you know, a meditative state has always been part of what I call my inner feng shui. And so one of the things I've learned is to get um, easier into alpha, theta, and even delta frequencies is when you are looking at the right direction. So some people think, oh, that's for everybody is. But again, that's based on your profile. You will see that you have four directions that are indicated on your compass, mm -hmm. success, health, relationship, and wisdom. So if you, focus, for example, want to focus and meditate around success and money, you will focus your success direction. So you look with your third eye towards that direction. When, for example, you want to do some meditation or you want to do some um, techniques, um, processes around health and well-being, think about yoga, qigong, tai chi, face your, um, your health direction, yeah? Then if you want to do something more about relationships, you want to clear your relationships, you want to let go of ancestral karma, things about really improving your relationship, focus towards your relationship direction. And then wisdom is all about your intuition and clarity in life. And also your connection just with the divine, literally, and God, the universe, whatever you call it, 
Feng Shui is not a belief system. It is not a religion. It honors everybody's uh, religious and spiritual beliefs um, because it's really just about creating flow in your home. And I have clients from all different religions. But when you face the wisdom direction, you have more clarity in your mind. Yeah. So it's it's like it's easier to calm down your monkey mind. Mm. And so because you go really in, in literally, um, I'll find if you do that longer in theta brainwaves. Mm. So if you face one of the wrong directions, so there's, there's not, you know, I won't say it's wrong, but like the empty directions on your compass, mm -hmm. it's harder to align. It's harder to connect. So that's what my students also do. We do always a lot of meditations because even if you're preparing to focus on something, you want to activate something, I always say first go within, go and listen within yourself. What is it that you desire, what you want to connect with, connecting with your higher self? Because ultimately you can think, oh, I want to have an image of a private jet there, but is this in your highest self, best interest, right? So perhaps your higher self said, no, you know, what is better for you is perhaps a beautiful image of Yosemite, right? So I'm just saying it's all about what it is for yourself. And um, and so that's why meditation is always part of what I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. Marie Diamond is our guest. We're talking about Feng Shui, your life, and um, not just uh, with the physical home and office, <clears throat> of which I have two. I have an office in my home production studio. And because it's only 10 by 10, it's kind of tough to have stuff in the middle of the room because then you can't really get around it. So I do have it up against a, a, not a wall. There's a window right in front of my uh, uh, that I'm facing uh, to the to the west, as it were. But I can turn to the right and I can see the door and I have bookcases to my left and I have a sound booth behind me uh, and so forth. And it's just because it's a small room. Now, maybe what that means is <laughs> I need to get rid of a few things. Uh, wouldn't hurt. Yes. Less that is more. Right. That's yeah. always the case. Yeah. Yeah. And that is something, too, that that uh, I know that you address. And that is that. Um, sometimes we have, we have collected really more than we really need to keep around. I mean, I know that there's a lot of stuff we keep that's got sentimental value in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because a lot of things have like a story, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, oh, I got that at this moment. I got that from a friend, I got it from my father or whatever it is. Now it's okay to keep some sentimental things around you, but you have to understand it can be too much. Yeah. And so when you don't have enough space, then you have to kind of really go with less. Yeah. So I, I have not, I have a good side office, but still I'm very minimalistic. Yeah. Because I always say, how can your mind be open if the space is not open? If there's clutter and chaos and all kinds of things around you, then literally it, this is how your mind will start reacting because we have in our brain, we have mirror neurons. So whatever we see will reflect back in us. Whoever we see, we, it reflects back in us. So, you know, sometimes we have a lot of books and I say to people, you know, go to the books that you don't use anymore, give them away. There's some beautiful, um, you know, book vintage uh, apps or whatever you want to just uh, give it away to charity. Let go of at least 10 to 20% of what you have you already will start feeling more energy will start coming towards you, more opportunities. And, you know, I know you're facing the window, 
Um, and I'm sure you love having that. But facing West is not one of your good directions for money. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. okay. I just want to let you know that because you have four good directions and west is not one of your four good directions. So if you could face north, east, south, that will be stronger for you. You'll make more money because west is good for me, but it's mm -hmm. not. Okay. Then uh, as, as I am envisioning the room, uh, I can rearrange things to put the sound booth where my production table is if you will and then put the sound uh, the production table where the sound booth is now okay and then i'm facing east okay that would be better because that is your relationship direction yeah and so your brain will be much more focused and you also whatever you do you will receive more uh, respect and because of that also more opportunities and more abundance back to you and then activate to north really even if there's a bookcase there Put there some things that resonate with you around success, around money. So um, if you have any awards, the logo of your company, um, you know, the papers of your company, things like this. You put yeah. that there and some really beautiful books um, that you that you feel are inspiring you for success and yeah. for wealth. You know, it's all it's all aligned within you. I mean, I there's nothing in my space that I don't like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and that has not a meaning for me. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I do have one, one item uh, that uh, is on my bookcase and it's of course to my left or to the South. And again, it's not due South. Uh, it's like the, the, the building is not built to where you've got the one wall is to the North one's to the South. It's almost a little bit askew, a few degrees off, uh, but yeah. be that as it may. And it is basically uh a glass urn that I had made here locally that contains my, a portion of my father's ashes. And I still, and I, I, my mother has asked me on a few occasions if I have scattered your father's ashes yet. And I said, I don't know where I would do that here in California because he wasn't from California. He was from Arizona. And at least for right now, you know, it's not like the, it, it's not taking up a, a whole bunch of space. It's sitting there on the shelf. And I look over there and I, I talk to my dad. I don't hear him. I get impressions from him. Although yeah. there are times when I am talking out loud in a in an encouraging way. Hang in there, Richard. Just keep moving forward. You're doing fine. And I'm thinking that that's my dad coming through <clears throat> and and just saying, hey, I'm proud of you. What you what you've accomplished in your life. And your life ain't over. You got lots left to do and you're doing you're doing just fine, no matter how you think uh, in the mind. By the way, I wonder if the monkeys are offended uh, by us humans uh, 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 using uh, the monkey mind phrase to describe our minds as if. I, I am sure they t they call their own mind the human mind because they think. <laughs> so, um, so I think we're fine. Um, I, so. I just want to give you, I just want to give you a, um, sorry. I just want to give you um, an advice because you put an urn ashes, so it's like a, the leftovers, right, of a dead body, right? I, let's put it the way it is, um, in the south. So the south will use your health direction. Right. So I would move that away. I would move it away and put it in the west area of oh. your space. Yeah? Okay. 
the West is also good for people that um, inspire you, but it's not one of your good directions because right now putting, you know, ashes of somebody has passed on in the South for you is really not good. So put it in the West okay? Uh, because it's affecting your health and your well-being somehow. Okay. Well, uh, I will be moving my uh, workspace, uh, my production table uh, to the Eastern wall. I will move one of the bookcases to the Western wall where I can place my father's uh, uh, remains. And then I will move the sound booth also to the Western wall, just because it will fit better that way. And basically the important things, it sounds to me like that I need to focus on. And then you mentioned, of course, putting stuff on the North wall um, that, that I need to, it's almost a complete rearrangement of the room, which is fine. It needs to be rearranged because I'll need to pull stuff out of there because the floors need to be swept and cleaned and this and that and the other thing. So it, that's, it's a, it's a good well, project. I'm, I'm looking forward to hear the results of it. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, me too. I'm looking forward to experiencing them. And, and again, having that more, and I encourage you folks who are listening, you, you talked earlier too about a vision board <clears throat> and we had one of these bulletin boards. Uh, now it was on the back door, but it was on the inside and uh, the uh, back door of uh, our little cottage to, room cottage two bedroom cottage uh faces east uh what is what is the best shall we say wall or surface yeah. direction to place a vision board well it is or the your success direction yeah or your relationship direction yeah but i would not hang it on the door because it's almost like out of the it's going out yeah uh -huh. so put it on the steady wall yeah okay. so that yeah all right. All right. Good luck with everything, Richard. Well, thank you very much. Marie Diamond is my guest. MarieDiamond.com is her website. Feng Shui, your life, a beginner's guide to using your home to attract a, the life of your dreams. We in her, encourage you to go to her website to uh, find out more and download the app as well. Download the app. I've done that. I have the app on my phone. And I will play with that compass a little bit more as well. And uh, I'll, I'll put the things because, uh, um, like I said, the, the you know, it's not horrible, but it still it's it'd be a good thing to do. Can always improve. We spring always cleaning. Exactly. Exactly. We have uh, uh, come to uh, the end of our program, wrapping things up here. And I do have first of all, I have three final questions that I ask all of my guests at the end of the program. But first, I want but second of all, I want to thank you for giving us so much time here on the program and sharing not only your book, but the work that you are doing and, uh, and your story with us here on uh, tell me your story. Thank you for being a part of this. Chris, a pleasure. It was wonderful. Before I ask you those three questions, I want to thank you for listening to and watching. Tell me your story, new paradigms for a new world. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m. Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. following the news right here on this fine station. We podcast these programs at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations, too numerous to mention. We are also on YouTube where you can watch these conversations, and I hope you will. And I also hope you'll subscribe and also click on the notification button so that when a new conversation is posted, you'll know about it and you'll be able to go and participate by tuning in and listening into the conversation. 
And we also ask that if you can support the work that we are doing financially, we would be gratefully appreciative of that. Our um, email address that they'll ask you for, to whom to send, richard at richarddugan.com. That's richard at richarddugan.com. And uh, let's see, what else is there? Oh, yes, we would really like you to participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision, where we ask you to spend some quiet time going within and listening to that still, small voice. And with all of that being said, we move to our final three questions for our very special guest here on this program. You hear me say that phrase all the time, but it is true. Every one of our guests is special. And we are going to ask of these three questions to our guests, to the first of them, which is, who is Marie Diamond? Marie Diamond is, first of all, a mother to my children. What is it that gets you out of bed every morning? My passion to share my wisdom. And finally, what was your best day? Well, every day is my best day. Well, Marie, thank you so much for being with us. I look forward to having you back again. And yeah, I'll, uh, I will work on, uh, as of our conversation here, I will work on it this weekend to rearrange that room because the sooner the better. I, I, I don't want to put it off uh, because if I get that uh, reoriented, I'm gonna, I probably will feel a lot better about uh, <clears throat> my life and, and the things that are going on. So uh, we'll look forward to having you back again in the near future. I'm looking forward to it, have a wonderful change of feng shui. I will do that. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lull. Jeanette, I'm still listening. Dad, continue to be happy because I am. To my friend Smokey, I'll see you on the other side. And to my dear friend Zorro, aho, aho. <laughs>